This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kine. Hi, I am Tim Webb. I am VP and an engineering lead here at Genuatech. I head the software development organization, and our goal is to try to help drive value for our customers for software development teams. Uh, whether that's a small or large shop. And so very happy today to be talking about how teams can hopefully collaborate a bit better, uh, as well as give an introduction to a, a product we've rolled out, which is called Code Together. The first episode of this series started in episode 109. Go find the show archive to catch up. Okay, I'm a big fan of Code Together, but you guys need a business model, otherwise you can't keep making people happy for free, right? When we started to conceptualize the productization at Code Together end of last year, traditional software as a service, free paid plans, we always want to have it free for kind of the quick organic sessions. If you're doing one-on-one, let you in, let you code, it's what it should be. If you have kind of multiple participants or very long sessions, sure, you know, there's some thresholds where you have to pay. We are just rolling out per request some on-premise deployments via the sort of Docker container model so people can take the kind of the, the edge server behind the firewall so the source never leaves their network, you know, for a lot of companies. Even if it's end-to-end encrypted and the private, the key never passes our servers, there's still concerns, right? Somebody could expose that key and get access to a project. So we want to make sure that uh, that option is available. So obviously, we view that as kind of a higher value offering for the on-premise for companies who really need that sort of larger team. And I'll be honest, it's been a bit surprising, The the maybe not surprising, but the uptake when you get the contact from head of development for 2,500 developers and saying, hey, so can we do an evaluation in a couple weeks? Like I said, we rolled this out, getting, you know, trying to address a need and help people. So we've had to ramp up. It hasn't been a calm rollout. <laughs> right. Lots of requests. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's a good thing. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> it is. Best problem, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's always stressful, but it's better than crickets, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I wish, I hope you guys really kick butt because you have a great tool, uh, best in class as far as I can see, I, I can find. And this is a huge need that companies have. There's lots of big uh, companies now with, with their, with their um, developers are all over the place. And losing the ability to develop ourselves as developers and to produce better code and have higher quality code because, I mean, not... People on this uh, podcast may not know, and I'll add another link to the show notes, is that uh, working in pairs increases software quality. There's basically 80 ti- 80% more effort applied to get the right solution than there is working alone. And you touched on it a few times when you said uh, one developer may create a lot of extra code than is necessary because they just don't know about all the other drawers in the in the source code where all the libraries are. And so they're rebuilding things, and the, the, some of those things aren't as good as what's already there. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. So now if we talk about, we talked about code, what is the value of code together to an individual and maybe code together as a team. Can you talk a little bit more about team to organization? Like, you know, you're, you're a VP. How, what would you say to another VP about why they should, uh, you know, really consider their teams using this tool? <laughs> so I think the, the shortest answer is it, it makes development efficient and enjoyable. You know, it really reduces tension points that your organization has. The typical 
oh, I don't want to share something until it's perfect because I don't want to get fired because I got a really strict architect who's going to carefully review everything in my source to actually helping that senior guy feel like it's much easier to provide a software mentoring, not the, this code is bad. 500 check marks or 500 X's in the code review. Oh, judgmental, right? Yeah. They exist. And so <laughs> when, you, when you start at the team level, it sort of changes your, your, your dialogue. And, and that transition in dialogue helps you become a better team. It helps you integrate people who sometimes feel ostracized because they're just kind of coding on their own. Uh, it helps bring up the overall um, cross-pollinization of, of, of knowledge, concepts, concerns, patterns, because you're, you're facilitating that communication. And at the organization level, well, that's actually just less development time, more product, better quality product. It's easy to roll out on the on-premise, you know, so it's not a hard undertaking. You just deploy your Docker container, you point to it, and like you said, you just share a link. One of the things that we felt critical for organizational adoption is that it wouldn't be a disruptive technology to pick up. If I'm going to go use some kind of big solution that requires me to change my source control repository or move away from Slack or Teams or whatever I use for my messaging and shift my team is disruptive. It's too hard. And so with an organization, what's nice about Code Together is you deploy it, add it to your stack, and it complements what you're doing. So it's not a, let me change how I'm working, is it let me work better. You mentioned something that I think you may not have more to share about this, but you know, do you have any uh, metrics about improvement and productivity that you've seen in in your organization or other people's organization? I I don't have any actual numbers. I can speak anecdotally, but I really can't give you any specific improvement numbers. We've always fostered in Genuitech that sort of collaborative development with whatever tools were available at the time. So that's always been first and foremost, uh, you know, Slack screen, sorry, Skype screen sharing, anything you could do to, to collaborate. For us, it's always been kind of first and foremost, you know, we're collaborative, we're remote, we have to think creatively, we have to do it differently. We'll say in our like Gitter channels and things, we have some very passionate people who started to come up with their own opinions on how it should be used. So we had a user requesting, uh, hey, you know, why can't I do this? And somebody else, no, but this is why like I connect to the browser locally too, and this is the right way to work. And so uh, we notice our people getting very passionate about it, which is great. That means they like it. Is that making them better coders? I wish I could say it is. I believe <laughs> it is. You know, all the data out there says pair programming is a superb thing to do, but I can't give you a metric to say, you know, code together is only been in the market for a few months. We've gone from, you know, just us using it with a small team to thousands of weekly users, which is, you know, a big jump for us. Nice. But back to privacy, we because we're we're not trying to monetize this or anything. There's there's no crazy metrics collections uh, you know that we're there, there's no we're not we don't know what you're doing with it if you see what I mean. Yeah. So I can't right, I can't right. do any pull any numbers from our server to say, well, look, I can see they get they did 10 commits a day before. Now they're at Four commits because they're be- ah, who knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I see. That's okay. I was just asking uh, yeah. because uh, you know some folks always like to know, uh, especially when you tar- start doing, going down the road of corporate licensing. Is 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 uh, you and I understand the value of pair programming. It's difficult sometimes to get the big companies with vendor relationship people, and it's so um, 
it's like a by the numbers game in order they're whether they're going to decide how much to spend on something like that so yeah now, I, I, yeah the only thing i'll say is the on-premise enterprise like large deployments we've been discussing it surprised me to hear how passionately the senior you know vp director level big company would talk about the pains their developers are experiencing because of screen sharing. You get on with somebody, some, some right. major financial conglomerate, and right. it's hard. I have to do something. I can't, you know, I can't okay. listen to them complain anymore. Um, so, <laughs> so they feel the pain because their developers feel the pain. Oh, okay. um, hopefully, some of these practices that people are picking up will kind of stick with them a bit more, huh. because I do believe even in a corporate office. An easy way to check in that doesn't require literally bumping you off a keyboard <laughs> is a good thing, and it helps collaboration and pair programming is, is awesome, regardless. Of- you know, we did a study, we being uh, when I was at a, at a consulting company and where we were doing, we do Scrum, XP, uh, Extreme Programming. Uh, I and another fellow were going to do a talk a long time ago on remote pair programming. And at that time, that's where we, we struck upon the Apple platform as being really ideal for us. We would work in the same floor. We could still see each other, sort of, if I turned around in an awkward way. Uh, but we were pairing, and we we're very good at pairing. We've pair, paired uh, uh, per, per, side by side for many years. Mm-hmm. What I found was I had to change tactics because he would like uh, we, we would be talking over a voice channel and he would, he would, uh, I would tend to, I would want to interrupt him, but he can't see any body language. And so I had to switch to a verbal channel. So then what we did is we added our, um, did we have iPads at the time? Uh, this is probably before the iPhone was just starting to get out. So there weren't iPads, but now with iPads, what, what we do is, uh, we set up an iPad so that each of us can see body language as well and see if we can understand each other. Because when you do screen sharing, you can only see the, the, uh, the screen of the IDE, I'm speaking from traditional screen sharing. And uh, so by adding in the body language channel, that helped improve us a bit more. I mean, the biggest improvement is getting interaction in an ID. That's huge. And then, But then after that, to smooth over, hey, that person who's less verbally aggressive and interrupting the other person, the, 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 the body language camera helped as well. So we added that as a, a separate using iPads. I love that. I think that I think that's a superb idea because it is so much more. Back to that exact pain point. So we had this concept of who's in control, but if I don't like what you're coding, uh, I had no way to kind of interrupt you. So now anyone can select at any time. So if you get really frustrated, you just start selecting code, and their edit goes to the wrong place. Yeah, they can undo. Oh, oh got but it. I yeah, can yeah. get your attention because now now right. it's not you know, only one person can do it because we had that same frustration. Yeah. Somebody like, right, right. you know, and it, sometimes with voice, sometimes without voice. And you're like, Oh, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it, it's, it's interesting, uh, but I'd like the video. It's a much more humane way of doing it than just breaking their code. They're typing. <laughs> right, right. Right. Well, that, that, that's always there, right? So you have that, which is abrupt. And then you have verbal, which is less abrupt, but still somewhat abrupt. And then just like when you go, you know, lean into the camera or you go like, wait, Hey, 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 you know, the other person can see that, uh, that, that, you know, that's another aspect that we'll get to because body language is, uh, they say it's like 90% of our communication. And so when we do phone calls without any cameras or body language, it's very hard to have a connection with people. I think it's time for people to take a break from the screen sharing. (laughs) I think that is the biggest call to action. It is so pervasive out there. So what I'd like to ask is if you're listening to this podcast, take two weeks, 
and whether it's code together or another rich pair programming experience uh and try it why it takes a while for it to become second nature when we first rolled out code together inside our company people still defaulted to a screen share first and then oh this is frustrating and then they get on code together because your fingers click without you thinking right i type into slack slash call i get a call it takes a bit for a new paradigm to sit in to to become part of your your repertoire and so I'd like to ask two weeks and choose during those two weeks, maybe one or two different types of interactions to do. One is if you're laying out sort of so a new feature or tackling a new problem, take an opportunity to code that together. So instead of one person going off and doing it, collaborate, let the... Meant the senior person on your team be a navigator and help help the person who's coding, the junior guy, drive in a better start to a problem. So one is, you know, try to start a problem collaboratively. Another is use it as sort of a, a, a forced initially sync where you, you take a break each day and you just kind of pair up and everyone kind of shares a little bit of what they're doing. If you're not used to pair programming or collaborating remotely, it, it doesn't come naturally. You kind of have to break it and say, it's okay to share something that's not finished. And you need to foster that, nurture that for your team. You have to say, it's okay. It's okay to just, I'm just checking it. Like you walked by the cubicle and you looked over his shoulder. Think of it like that. The last one is you're investigating a problem and you're trying to navigate source and why is something failing. So choose in the next couple of weeks, tr try to choose a couple times where you could imagine approaching a problem differently, give a go with code together, something else if you want it, but really try to do something with how pair programming and code together in particular can really make that a much richer experience. Where do they go to get code together? CodeTogether.com. No dashes, no spaces, no periods. <laughs> okay, cool. And you might find it, like I found it in the Eclipse Marketplace. So what if your IDE has a marketplace, it's probably mm -hmm. in there as well. It, it's in all of them. Yep. In JetBrains, you can search for it, VS Code and Eclipse. We are quite uh, quite pervasive. If you just Google us and Google SEO, just put in code together, we're there. It's a very small install. We're talking, you know, a megabyte or two when you're not running a set there's no weight on your system it doesn't listen to select events or anything else when it's not running doesn't expose your source open ports so it's safe secure install it uh, anyone you share a link to end-to-end -end encrypted and it's simple to get started so I, I do truly hope you take an opportunity to give it a go we've had fun building it using it and uh, hopefully hopefully you will all too browser wise what is there any like so I use it in Safari. I don't know what else. I mean, I haven't tried every browser I own, but yeah. Safari, Chrome, uh, Firefox, uh, 100%. I think we currently, latest versions of Edge are fine too. Internet Explorer, not a surprise that that is on the prohibited list. So basically any modern browser, pretty, pretty compatible. It's pure web technology. You don't need plugins. You don't need extensions for your browser. Nice. Okay. So that, yeah, that gets rid of all the InfoSec, uh, how do I say, the, the, uh, or the controls. No, don't need administrator control to install, right. to get the, your, to get the person who's using your link to use it. Uh, you need administrator control of some kind, at least to add a plug-in to your IDE, if, if, if that, I don't know if that Correct. requires Correct, if you don't have permissions, right. A lot of them, if they're installed in a shared location, still allow you to install plugins locally. On the network side, it's standard, you know, HTTPS, web secure WebSocket on standard port, so there shouldn't be any issue with random firewall constraints of different enterprises, friendly over VPN or not. There's no inbound connections. You're not opening any ports up for people to connect to you. Okay. So it's it's pretty pretty lightweight to get started.
Wouldn't it be great to develop new features with zero bugs? Deployment to production day doesn't have to be stressful. With some changes, it can be relaxing and just another day at the office. Are you a developer who has heard of test-driven development, but you haven't figured out how to apply it at work? If you have 90 minutes for a live over the web class, go to TDD Academy and sign up for my hands-on test-driven development coding dojo, TDD Academy. If you're playing this in a podcast player, go check out the show notes and you'll find some YouTube demos of people using code together. The first episode of the series started in episode 109. Go find the show archive to catch up. This is the last episode of the Code Together series. The start of the series happened in episode 109. If you missed that one, go to the show archive by searching for... Code Together Agile Thoughts. 